Welcome to Reaching Out with Reach, where we discuss prevention and recovery topics. Today, we want to share a little bit about Reach, our history, and where we are today. On today, we have with us three members of our Reach leadership team, Cassie Street, Jennifer Hegland, and Tom Kowatch. Cassie is our Chief Operating Officer. Cassie, tell us a little bit more about what you do at Reach. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm the Chief Offer chief operating officer and I came, um, I came on board with reach about 10 years ago as a prevention specialist working with high-risk teens um, in the last 10 years I've had the pleasure of working in schools across Ellis and Johnson County providing everything from classroom prevention education to small groups to individual assessments and referrals I became program director in 2013 and added overseeing to our programs and grants to my skill set I've had the honor of becoming COO this past September and get to work with all of our amazing staff and grant funded programs awesome Next, we have Jennifer. Jennifer Heglin, tell us a little bit about what you do with REACH. Sure, thanks. Um, I am the Director of Community Programs, so I get to oversee our Youth Recovery Communities Program as well as our uh, community coalitions, and I love it. Awesome. Okay, next we have Tom. Tell us, Tom, a little about what you do with REACH. So I've been with REACH for about seven years total, uh, was a certified prevention specialist as well as a program co coordinator initially. Uh, currently, I am uh, in the role of the uh, director of school programs. So essentially, I just work with the different partnerships we have with schools in our area and provide services, presentations, curriculums to those uh, different campuses. Awesome. Well, let's just dive right in. Thanks for introducing yourselves. This is going to be a fun podcast today. So let's just uh, go ahead and dive in and talk more about what what REACH has done. Tell us about our history, Cassie. So REACH has a great history or a long history in the community of Midlothian. So in 1987, in response to what they saw as a growing problem in their community, three dedicated community members um, formed a community coalition. They organized meetings between citizens and law enforcement, school administrators, city officials for the purpose of addressing alcohol and other substance use issues that they had seen in their community. Around the same time, unbeknownst to the coalition, Midlothian Police Department hired a young officer from Red Oak to work undercover at Midlothian High School to seek out who was bringing drugs into the school. This officer, George Rayfield, presented himself as a high school student and befriended two young men that were suspected of distributing substances. After some time, these men became suspicious that George was a narc, and they lured him into the field and tragically murdered him. This would be a, tra a tragedy regardless of time, but as Midlothian was still very much a small town, it shook the community. Following George Officer Rayfield's death, the community grew even stronger, and more citizens joined the coalition efforts to combat the growing issue of youth substance use. Reach Midlothian was chartered as a nonprofit in September of 1988. Initially, all of our programs were funded by the city and conducted by volunteers. But in 1991, our uh, organization got its first prevention grant from the state of Texas. What began as a local movement of, of, in the city of Midlothian has grown to include programs throughout Ellis County and Johnson County with only a few years. REACH has provided many services to communities over the years, screenings, referrals, counseling. However, prevention has always remained at our core. Today, we provide prevention programming in so many ways across Ellis and Johnson County and have had the pleasure of adding uh, adolescent recovery services to our offerings. Prevention has come such a long way in the last 30 years 
and evidence-based school practices come in many forms and can happen at an individual, family, and community levels. So with that, I want to hear more from our director of school programs because there's so much that we do in schools and so much when people think about substance use prevention, they think about our school stuff. So Tom, what do we have going on in schools? Thank you, Cassie. So in our partner schools, we provide services to elementary, middle school, and high schools. Now, in our elementary schools, we offer evidence-based curriculums to small groups. Uh, now, that that curriculum is called Kids Connection. It's uh, for students that uh, for students to be able to participate, they need to be nominated by a parent, teacher, or other school staff member. The groups are available to any student that would benefit from participating in a small group setting where the topics include resiliency and life skills. Uh, the groups meet once a week and discuss the importance of setting goals, thinking through their decisions, making healthy choices, identifying managing, managing emotions, recognizing positive qualities and healthy friendships and relationships. We always do try to incorporate and engage in activities such as games, role plays, uh, things like arts and crafts to, uh, to uh, help them uh, understand the skills that we've discussed and reinforce those skills. Now, prior to COVID, all the groups met in person and on campus. Uh, currently, we do off offer both virtual and in-person groups based on the campus restrictions and technological abilities. Uh, another program that we offer to elementary school students is the uh, Botman Life Skills. Now, this is an evidence-based curriculum that's offered to third through fifth grade, and it's a classroom size uh, group. They meet each week and discuss a topic that engages um Similar, similar life skills topics as the Kids Connection groups. Um, now, the topics can be, again, like healthy lifestyles. And we do discuss some substance abuse concerns, um, substance abuse use and misuse. So how things like drugs and alcohol can affect uh, healthy relationships and decision making. Uh, now, pre-COVID, these groups were offered in person. But as of right now, we offer mostly virtual. So either virtual uh, live groups or um, the uh, recordings where uh, we have interactive components through platforms such as Nearpod. Another evidence-based curriculum that we offer in middle school and high school is called Too Good for Drugs. As you can tell by the title, uh, there's a large substance abuse or substance use and misuse component to it. The first half of the curriculum focuses on those similar life school skills that we've already talked about um, and some of the other programs. But the second part, the uh, second half of the curriculum has more of a focus on different substances such as nicotine, tobacco, alcohol, marijuana, and THC products, and the misuse of prescription and over-the-counter medications. Uh, so we discuss how those substances can affect the, the first, those, those first topics, the life skills topics, how they can affect your decision-making, how they can affect your relationships. Also, how it can affect the development of the adolescent and teenage brain how things like addiction can affect uh, uh, youth differently than it affects an adult and how it can affect that youth reaching their full potential. Um, Too Good for Drugs is offered both uh, virtually and as recorded sessions. Now, other than our school-based curriculums, we also offer presentations. And one of our busiest times to uh, do presentations is during Red Ribbon Week. Red Ribbon Week occurs every October from the 23rd to the 31st. And Red Ribbon Week is a national celebration of being drug-free and being healthy. Red Ribbon Week was started uh, in 1988 to honor the memory of Officer Enrique Camarena, who was killed in the line of duty while uh, trying to stem the flow of substances into the United States while he was stationed in Mexico. So 
that event galvanized local, federal, state uh, resources and communities to come together and really try to identify the, the, the trouble and the, the concerns of the increase in substances coming into um, many different places in the United States. So Red Ribbon Week was one of those programs that came together and really um, became a national event that it is today. Uh, despite the fact that all of our services were done virtually, uh, we, we were able to provide more services to more schools, students, staff than we have any other year. Uh, we were also able to uh, distribute over 36,000 bracelets um, that were donated to us by the Texas National Guard. Uh, so it was really a very successful year, despite the, the limitations that we may have had due to COVID and having to not be able to go on campuses and do in-person um, presentations like we're used to doing. Now, we can also do presentations anytime throughout the year, whether it's for schools, whether it's for different types of community groups. Um, and those those presentations can vary depending on what the school or the organization would like. If, they're, if they notice certain substances of concern or they know about... Um, certain trends that they're starting to see in their community, we can we can um, customize those presentations for what the community or the organization needs. Another exciting thing that we do is our camps. We do a summer camp that is five days long. It's a half-day camp. It's a free camp. Currently, it's limited to Midlothian, but we do a lot of fun games and activities. Uh, we go and have field trips uh, to places like Pause for Reflection. We bring in outside um, local organizations like Brick for Kids and Creature Teacher, and it's a really good, fun, free time for uh, students in, in the Midlothian area to just have a have half a day where they can um, learn some interesting things and play a lot of fun, interesting games and activities. Uh, we also do partner with some other organizations such as Boys and Girls Club, Salvation Army, Common Ground Ministries, and this is a big part of our efforts to reach out to our community and partner with um, different organizations within the community, and that's where I'm going to hand it off to Jen to uh, discuss our community component. Thanks, Tom. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and talk first about our coalitions. Um, Reach has kind of gone back to its roots and now has a coalition called Reach Across Johnson County. Um, of course, this group is made up of resident um, of residents and people who work or serve in Johnson County communities. Um, the coalition's ultimate goal is to reduce use substance use, especially around alcohol, prescription drugs, marijuana, THC products, tobacco, and nicotine products. In order to do this effectively and to make sure that the right people are at the table, the coalition actually includes what it calls the 12 sectors of the community. These include those involved in education, business, healthcare, other nonprofits, law enforcement, youth, um, media, uh, people in recovery, faith community, um, people on the city level. Um, yeah, I think I've named most of them right there, but um, they're so important to have at the table and to have as part of the group. Um, Reach Across Johnson County is very, fairly new. It became an official Health and Human Services funded coalition September of 2019. Um, there had been a group of community members working to create this group um, ahead of time. So because of this, we were able to kind of, they, they kind of just like laid the groundwork and we were able to hit the ground running um, to tap into some of the more readily available resources. Um, for example, due to the opioid ep epidemic, there has been um, a national effort to encourage people to dispose of prescription drugs that are expired or aren't being used anymore, just kind of sitting in the medicine cabinet. Um, 
So the coalition recruited and partnered with local nonprofits, pharmacists, uh, chambers of commerce, and to get prescription disposal bags into the hands of individuals and families throughout Johnson County. Um, these bags provide a safe and more eco-friendly way to get rid of unused prescriptions. And I mean, I'm saying Johnson County, but these resources are also available to Ellis County residents as well. Um, as a program of reach, um, it has been exciting to see the coalition take those important social and emotional learning messages that students are learning through curriculum, um, a lot of what Tom talked about in the schools, and scale them uh, throughout the community. It's so important for the kids to see the importance placed on these soft skills, not just in school, um, but in family and the community as well. So, um, yeah, so we're just really excited about that. We've done this through media campaigns in various places, um, a few trainings, and we also go on a local radio show once a week and speak with guests who help us cover a variety of topics aimed at mental health, coping skills, and really just encouraging parents um, to have these critical conversations um, with, our, with youth and our communities. Yeah. So what makes prevention coalitions just really special um, to me is that they are tasked with finding the root cause or local condition for substance use among youth in the community. For example, underage alcohol use can be seen as an issue in many, if not most, communities throughout the U.S., like, to be honest <laughs> about that. But the reason for this can look so different from community to community, right? So in one community, it may be that there are a few stores um, known for selling to underage youth, um, and that, that might be more just access um, commercially that way. In another community, it could be that the community experienced a trauma, and many families have normalized using alcohol to cope. So once we really just kind of discover the local condition, we can choose to implement a best practice or an environmental strategy aimed at intervening um, more on a community level. Yeah, so let's see. The work of our coalition is just really dynamic. Um, so membership is open to residents um, for whoever's interested, just to kind of put that out there, residents of Johnson County or people who just work and serve there. Um, I also just wanted to mention Youth Recovery Communities Program. So those were our prevention programs that we've kind of discussed before. We do have a new recovery program that we are just so excited about um, called Youth Recovery Communities. This program serves youth and young adults 13 to 21. Each individual is paired with a, um, a youth recovery leader or a mentor, so to speak, that helps them to create a recovery plan and then provides the youth or young adult with individualized support to meet their goals. Um, this can be through connecting to other community resources, academic support, simple check-ins. Um, we also provide support groups for those participating in the program, as well as support for families and others that are part of the system, um, the support systems of the YRC participants. Did I miss anything? Any? No, <laughs> I think you did amazing, okay. Jen. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that's awesome. Okay. Just, um, it's a new program and um, it's, it's a great program. So I just wanted to make sure. We do have a few announcements, so I'll get to those. Um, the 5K that we usually have is canceled. So, um, but we are still definitely accepting donations. Um, those go a long way to help our efforts. So, and then our February, next February, hopefully the 12th, um, we will pick up with our 5K Cupid Shuffle. Also, the prescription drug take back, 
um, is the last Saturday of April, which this year is April 24th. So we're really looking forward for um, to see people come drop off the prescription medications they're not using anymore. Um, that's that's the announcements that I have. Awesome, man. Yeah. It sounds like Reach is really heading to an amazing place. And, you know, since it's January, this is the time of year we're all hopeful for a wonderful year. We're all hopeful for things to just really honestly be better than they were last year. 2020 was kind of crazy, yeah? But it sounds like Reach has some exciting things going on. So I would love to hear from each of you what your hope is for Reach in the coming year. Cassie, you want to share? What's your hope for your area? Oh, man. My hope for this year is that, um, gosh, that first and foremost, that all of our programs get to return more to face-to-face because, you know, COVID was a crazy year, um, and our staff have been amazing. They've been rock stars when it comes to figuring out how to do programs, summer camps, curriculums, Red Ribbon Week over platforms like Zoom and YouTube, but you know what? Nothing replaces the connections that are created when you do that face-to-face interaction. My other hope and my Mm -hmm. super excitement for this year is that our newest programs continue to grow and I can't wait to see the impact that they have on the individuals and these communities that we serve. I love that. Okay, Tom, what about you? What are you hopeful for for this year? I'm actually really excited about the uh, the YRC program and being able to incorporate it into the schools um, and expand the schools that are able to participate. I think this is one of the programs that we have that could really, um, re- really just do wonderful things in the communities. Um, I think it's something the schools have demonstrated and, and communicated a, a great need for. Um, so I'm really excited to, to see this program get to, to hopefully all of our schools in some capacity in one form or another um, so that we can truly, truly meet the need that the schools have identified. Because that's one of our main goals is trying to identify needs that the schools say that they have. Um, and I think this is this is a big one and this is a big Absolutely. tool that we could use to to really address address the need that's there pretty Absolutely. much pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Wow. So, Jen, mm-hmm. what about you? Awesome. Um, <clears throat> we have so many opportunities to listen and be flexible um, as we're forming a lot of these newer programs this year. So I really just hope that we can stay tuned in to the needs of the community and evolve and adapt our programs just kind of in that direction. Awesome. Wow. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, you all really are saving the world one prevention and recovery effort at a time. So thank you so much. I know um, we're we're just as a community, we're grateful for what uh, Reach does. And, you know, this has just been so much fun. We hope that you'll tune in each month as each of our staff members take a turn bringing you fun conversations on their passions and interests in prevention and recovery. And until then, remember, life is full of choices. Choose healthy and choose happy.